I'm I'm really putting uh, White Tech's friend to work today by not trying to, not giving them my usual kind of like huh, 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 I'm gonna try and keep them on their toes today. I but welcome. Say, these are my friends. At least I hope they are. Same. I thought he was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> well, that's Nate. That's just the inherent imposter syndrome inside my heart that tells me that every day. But I don't voice that out loud. Please. Yo, um, same. Please. Ooh, hashtag re hashtag real table. Hashtag real table. We're all friends and we all love each other. The end. That's very true. That's very true. Well, speaking of, let me introduce these wonderful, loving people that I have come to call my friends. Uh, mm -hmm. We have Mika Burton. We have Anna Prosser. Hi. Uh, we have Nate Sharp. And it's your surname every time, John. I had a thing to read it off last time. We have Shady Penguin. Also there we go. Stick, stick to what you know. It's fine. It's fine. In, so it's in, like, I, what is it, John? Like, What's the surname? It's Indivino. 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 Yes. I was like, is it's there? Like I keep thinking there was a T. Indivino. I'm in Indivino, oh, man. I'm literally Indivino. One We're of Indivino. its translations is one with large vineyard. Hashtag Team Tiny. There yep. you go. Yeah. In there you Tavano. go. Not a small vineyard, a large, <laughs> a large vineyard. What it means, apparently. I don't, or the other one is Fortune Teller, but we're not here for that. No, no, what are we're we here for? We're not here for that. We're here for Dungeons and Dragons, specifically our little campaign set in Cormyr, which if you're familiar with the Forgotten Realms, uh, is a part of Faerun, an offer, not an often known about part of the Forgotten Realms. It hasn't been featured in any cool books like Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, which is available now. And we have just been celebrating on the D&D celebration, which we were doing on Sunday. Thank you to everybody who came along and watched that game. Um, I'm trying to think if there is anything else I needed to mention. Don't think so. Uh, did you tell them that we, at the end of the one shot, decided it was canon? Yeah! I made a very flippant decision at the end yeah. of the one shot that it would be canon, yes. Uh, where it fits in the timeline, who knows? <laughs> it will fit matter? somewhere. Really? It will fit somewhere. So um, us beating the first phase of a demigod is canon. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, demigod, very weakened demigod, demigod that, you know, I had to let you be in one sitting because it was for a cool one shot. Sure, 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 sure. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. but we did beat it way, and you did say it was canon. It's so canon. that means XP? It doesn't mean XP, but maybe I'll fa maybe I'll factor it into some milestone XP, and I'll, I'll okay. maybe maybe we'll do that. I was planning on giving you guys a level up once uh, this ball and tournament is finished, but we'll see, we'll see. But now uh, that we asked for it, we're not getting it. <laughs> Nate, stop jinxing us. <laughs> Listen, I am not I am not some cruel uh, tyrant who will withhold XP from you. I feel that we've had some good significant character growth. Perhaps a level up is on the horizon. Um, but let's get through today, shall we? Uh, speaking of today, uh, let's do a little brief recap on what happened before our one shot, because uh, these events will immediately uh, follow uh, the previous session. Uh, before a visit to Icewind Dale, our party had welcomed several new additions to their burgeoning village and surrounding lands. Sarah Lee Bosong, a friend of Azara's and student of the War Wizard Academy, has joined as the resident sage and librarian, offering research opportunities. Following Sarah Lee came Hulda, a furbolg of the Kingswood who knew Tarkle and his father, bringing booze and botanical knowledge as a new alchemist. Uh, 
Finally, a few days before the party leave to attend a ball and tournament in the grand city of Arabelle, an armed troop of strange mercenaries arrived on the outskirts of Evening Star. And in a somewhat out-of-character display, Marcel headed out with young Aaron to see them. Dismissing Aaron, Marcel spoke with the company's leader, a worn and weary-looking man in very clearly magical plate armor. The man referred to Marcel as Oliver, and the two clearly shared some history. Uh, and we begin today's session with the rest of you up in Starwatch Keep, the keep that overlooks the town, uh, the village of Evening Star. Um, having you know known Marcel was heading out to meet the troops and waiting for some sort of report back, you all begin to hear the sound of kind of armored boots uh you know making their way not in a organized military march but the sounds of maybe a good 30 to 40 people making their way towards the keep uh a few calls come out from the squires and the young knights stationed at the keep uh my lords my lady captain we've we've got some uh, the armed folk approaching uh, and you can begin to see them pulling out bows and heading up to the the keeps walls um they don't appear to be aggressive but they are carrying a number of weapons uh, some of them look magically armed uh and they're calling out these orders down into the keep below Elissa is very quickly trying to organize a response she does kind of make the point to uh you know once once it's identified that marcel is with them like well stand stand ready but don't take any action no do not fire let's let's see what's going on here first as she kind of speaks to everybody else but what the rest of you do um, with this knowledge that this armed group are arriving to the keep with marcel i let's see are king one eye and um what's the pixie's name twig 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 uh king one eye and twig are still out on their mission right they are you only sent them off this morning so okay. they will be gone for some time darn my 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 military unit is indisposed <laughs> well you're the king one eye is indisposed you can still you know try and summon uh the tressim flying unit if you so desire um how much they'll be willing to listen to you is a different matter yeah i guess i'll go up there and try to get them to go out and scout Sure. So you head up to the kind of old barren watchtower that King One Eye has been staying in the kind of top floor of this watchtower. And upon entering it, there is just the foul, foul stench of cat urine um, and mess and soiled floors. Uh, as you see, the rafters are full of hissing, shrieking, winged cats. As you kind of step your way in um, and they all look down on you. There are dozens of them in here they're just cram packed into every nook and cranny you can see that parts of the uh the tiled roof have been pulled or broken away so that there's all these different entrance holes that they can come and go in from as they please agnes makes note to herself that this is clearly beyond the housekeeper now and that she needs to hire someone as a tressum keeper because <laughs> you might want doesn't... to build something like an aviary for for flying yeah. cats <laughs> well because she had asked I, I my brain won't hold names today what's our housekeeper's name uh audrey audrey she had asked audrey to at least clean up after king one eye but she didn't really make it clear that she meant like make sure the cats don't ruin the tower <laughs> so she makes note of that 
And then um, I guess I she, she doesn't want to cast speak with animals and waste a spell if she doesn't have to. So she kind of will just try saying it to them and be like, sure. Trust him. See, see what this force is that approaches the castle and like motion out the window. Wow. Can you make an animal handling check for me? Wow. <laughs> I rolled a just one. <laughs> the the Tresim just hiss and growl. Uh, they show no sign of really taking any affirmative action at your command. Um, Agnes feels this failure so deeply that she's embarrassed. And if you've ever been embarrassed in front of a cat, you know that's like a real thing. Yeah, so, they are judging you hard. She just leaves. She just is like, <laughs> thank you for your time and leaves. And then leaves. Yeah. Uh, you can see that a few of the guards are kind of looking at you. Like, who's she apologizing to as you kind of make your way out? Uh, Tarkal and Azara, what are you guys doing? Uh... I feel like Azara would probably go up to her tower and her light. Can she see from the tower? Like, the- Yes, from yeah. your secret chamber hidden yes. behind one of the bookshelves. You head up the stairway. It's like a spiraling staircase that goes to the top of the tower um, where a brand new room has been furnished for you. And there are, yeah, there are actually windows um, that you can wave your hand over and they'll kind of magically uh, go translucent so you can see through them um, um, and look out. Can I see the runes on these weapons and armor from here? From this distance, you wouldn't be able to see close enough to okay. get any sort of idea of what level of power. I mean, you can see that several of them are carrying glowing weapons. The man at the front who is walking alongside Marcel, even at this distance, you can see it's these big swooping lines, like glowing lines of arcane power etched through the whole armor. Um, and it's a full suit of plate mail. You can't see like the joins. It, it's almost like a kind of fantasy power armor. It just completely encases his body. Um, like Mega Man. It, yeah, kind of like this, uh, you know, there are some clasps and things, but they're per- perfectly sealed um, and he's just striding forward. Uh, cuts an imposing figure. Familiar at all? Like something I would have encountered on the battlefield or... No spell you know of. No okay. spell or an arcane knowledge. I mean, you've heard, you know, magic weapons exist. You know that right. there are enchanted weapons, things like that. That's of inconsequence. And from this distance, you assume that that's what they are. Very expensive to produce, very uh, rare. But from this distance, it appears to be just enchanted weapons and armor. Uh, I guess seeing that he's walking with Marcel and they aren't fighting each other, mm-hmm. um, I'll just I'll probably take Thrace and Sarah Lee with me just to see if Sarah mm-hmm. Lee can read the runes and tell me what they sure. look like later. And I don't know if Thrace picks up on some magical mm. nonsense. That's um, actually a very good point. I forgot Sarah Lee can do that. Yeah, um, <laughs> and so I'll, I'll, I'll bring them with me to the entrance okay. to welcome yeah, them. Yeah, Thrace, uh, this white tressim, this very slinky thin small white tressim kind of purrs around your legs um and will just kind of fly up to your shoulder uh perch there as you make your way down sarah lee kind of gathers the things like oh yeah yeah yes magister um i'll just need my glasses and i should probably take this uh the codex of runic inscriptions and maybe i should take this scroll as well just for reference and she's like grabbing loads of things and then she hurriedly kind of chases after you uh following behind um yeah uh tarkle what about yourself Uh, i think tarkle would have like just confirmed with Alyssa that, you know, they don't mean any ill intent. Like Marcel's not being held hostage. It doesn't appear to be, my lord. No, I mean he's walking with the 
I'm assuming some sort of leader of this company. Uh, they look like mercenaries. They're not marching in any military uh, manner. Um, a bunch of cell swords, perhaps. I know Marce- I know Minister Marcel had a reputation as a mercenary before. Perhaps it's people that he's worked with or a force that he's hired, but I don't remember him spending any coin. Mm. Well, if, if Marcel is with them, I, I assume he's just going to bring them to the court to meet us. So perhaps we'll just wait. Yes, I, just taking precautions, my lord. I, I just don't, just in case anything is untoward, magic is at work here, perhaps, uh, just in case. Mm. Very good. Uh, and yeah, and uh, without anything else, Marcel, you make your way up to the keep where there are lodgings for this unit to stay. This is, you know, there is a barracks for them to use, make use of. Um, Hadley is quiet. He doesn't really say much after your previous conversation, just kind of follows your lead. Um, but when he sees the keep, you kind of hear like a kind of exhale of breath, like a, mm, looks defensible. Just kind of confirm him with him, kind of give him a quick rundown on how we came upon it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you kind of give him like the backstory of like the thorn hand and uh, the position that you've been appointed to and stuff. He kind of takes it all in, doesn't say much, doesn't speak much at all, really, Hadley, anyway. But you can see that a couple of the ones um, following you have been listening. One thing that you've noticed kind of making your way to the keep with this group, there is about sort of 30 to 40 different men and women, all different races um, mixed in together. You can immediately tell that you and Hadley are different. Um, your bonds with your items is very different to the ones with the rest of the group. Um, And some of them maybe even probably would mention to you that they're, and in fact, you might even be able to tell, looking at some of them, you can see that some of them have, one of their eyes is like uh, a reptile's eye. One of them has a slight horn poking out of their skull that seems to grow with patches of scales along their uh, skin. Uh, One of them almost looks like he's dead. His skin has that yellow, pallid look of undeath. Um, But he assures you he is very much alive uh just a side effect of the process uh they would call it uh, and he gives you that knowing look um and yeah th- these most of the folks here that are traveling their their weapons have been constructed with other beings uh beasts monsters undead spirits have been bound into the weapons and then bound to them uh which makes you and hadley obviously very different uh you had a very different process uh, but they have some of similar abilities to you and hadley cool yeah monster infused weapons sound dope <laughs> dumping info on nate uh, but yeah so and you, they are visibly like i said you can you can physically see some manifestations of this you know they have these different aspects of them that have not quite mutated but seem to have reacted to whatever magical process they've been put through um but yeah this company arrives uh elissa calls out to you the portcullis of the main gate is closed she's like minister marcel are we to let these individuals in are they guests of yours they are and they'll be they'll be staying with us here and serving us i see very well uh open the gates and she calls down and you hear the gates beginning to open uh azara you agnes and tarkal basically uh you know you and agnes sorry make your way down tarkal you're already waiting with Alyssa, and yeah this force enters your keep um they look to describe them 
They all have pretty pristine weapons and armor, but their clothing is patchy, shoddy, a little not dirty, but as if they've been living rough for quite some time, living out in the wilderness, um, sleeping rough, that sort of thing. But their weapons and armor is pristine, especially these magical weapons. Um, they are they are very clearly enchanted. They glow with all sorts of different magic. Some of them seem to be on fire. Some of them are covered with rime and frost. Others just have these runes inscribed along blades or along hafts of weapons. Um, they all look quite nervous but stoic you can see that they're kind of stood back straight but they are kind of constantly glancing around themselves eyeing up the soldiers uh when azara you begin making your way over you can see that the leader who is stood next to marcel and quite a few of the others very visibly tense up when you start to approach um and this this leader next to marcel um is very imposing probably stands about seven feet tall in this armor it kind of actually boosts his height a little bit um, but it's full plate armor you can see it's intricately carved with very delicate almost feminine runes you would say it's like a very kind of curvaceous script that's been uncovered across the armor with a faint blue color um but it's pristine like every inch of it is polished there are no dents no scratches um and yet yeah, he is completely encased in it from the sort of neck down um and he just nods his head in your direction uh and then looks at marcel to make introductions yeah marcel will just do a whoever's there quick rounds of just names mm -hmm. uh agnes asks for like she asks him to present these people like she's basically saying why are these people here and what do they have to do with you where did they come from why are they here says uh this is a man i've known for a long time this is hadley hadley and cooper yes and the the rest of the lot i'm not acquainted with but if they trust him, then I trust them. They're with me. And uh, for what can we thank your your visit here, Hadley Cooper and company? Uh, not not used to talking very much. They're a very bunch. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I guess my company, if you want to call them that, uh, we've been working as mercenaries all across Cormir, hunting monsters, fighting bandits in the mountains, that sort of thing. And when we heard that Marcel had been appointed your armsman, best term I can think of, we began looking into it. We heard things about the Baron and Baroness. I assume that's you and him and he points in Tarkal's direction very un there's no formality with him he's not being respectful he's just like you and him um <laughs> they said that you are different that you're not like some of the other nobles we've worked with we need work you have a keep you have land that needs protecting we're offering our services that's that's, that's it that's grand thank you uh how shall i address you knight cooper no Captain no no. Cooper? no 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 just hadley is fine uh some of them uh some folks have come to call me the rune fist ah do you prefer that i don't care honestly hadley's fine 
Hadley it is. Marcel kind of mumbles under his breath to himself, just, oh, he's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and Agnes, uh, when he said, like, when Agnes was trying to find his honorific and he was like, no, 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 just Hadley, Agnes was like, she nodded very approvingly. Like, she feels like she could get along with this person. Um, I assume you're the baroness of this land and keep. I am. Very well. And you, and he looks at Tarkal. Yes, I'm uh, Baron Crown Silver. Um, and if Marcel trusts you, then you're to be trusted. Oh, very trusting lot, it seems. Well, um, as long as the coin is there and you're not hurting innocent folk of Cormir, I don't think we'll have a problem. <clears throat> um, and he then looks towards Azara. And you can see... I'd say Azaro, let me have a look at your passive insight here. Okay, 13. So Azara, you don't pick up on this, but Agnes, I think you would. Um, Hadley's afraid of Azara. Like Mm. you see the tension in his face, but he almost instinctively, like he puts his foot slightly back as if ready for a fight. Um, uh, You must be the war wizard. Um. Azara will kind of like smile. I think like when she meets new people, she doesn't have her staff with her because that's mm-hmm. kind of a, like crackling and scary. So she just kind of curtsies. Um, it is very nice to meet you all. Uh, if Marcel trusts you, as frustrating as he is, I assume that you all are great company to have. Uh, as the fellow soldiers can tell you, I, I do enjoy bringing tea to the new recruits and if you grow weary so please let me know if there's anything we can do for you to make your stay more comfortable or if you need any tending to your magical armor uh no no don't don't touch our magical equipment please it is very private he just folds his arms she just kind of doesn't acknowledge that and just (laughs) steps back (laughs) we should uh introduce our new friends to Alyssa, certainly. And she can show them around the more military areas of our keep and they can become acquainted to working together. Don't you think, Marcel? Quite. Uh, Alyssa will make her way downstairs. Um, You can see she kind of moves with the typical kind of uh, stiffness of a purple dragon knight, but she kind of like pats her own forces on the shoulder and seems to assure them like, okay, everything seems fine. She makes her way down. Um, she bows her head towards Hadley and the troops, um, bows her head to the, the all of you who are assembled, her employers effectively, or her, her baron and baroness and her uh, magisters. Um, yeah, and she just kind of waits. You do the introductions between her and Hadley. Hadley kind of, there's a, a grudge of respect. There's kind of a first time, a kind of like, a, mm, like he kind of nods in her direction. He's just like, well, good, good to work with you, Blade Captain, I assume. Uh, and she nods. She's like, yes, I am the Blade Captain of Starwatch Keep. Uh, I have some accommodations for your men. Um, would you prefer to stay with them, Mr. Cooper, or would you prefer to have a bunk in the officers' quarters? Uh, stay with my folks there used to my unusual ways very well uh some of it is temporary we will need to expand the barracks with your numbers it's quite a few of you actually have more of you than i have of my own troops right now but um we can we can arrange something for certain i will take care of this baron and baroness please leave this in my hands i'm more than happy to show mr cooper and his uh forces 
uh, around as necessary. Um, if you have anything else, uh, please don't hesitate to contact us. And she looks towards Marcel. Um, while this is happening, yes, uh, I hope that I would have conveyed to Sara Lee to like write down everything that she's seeing. Um, you look over at Sara Lee, and her eyes are pretty wide as she's oh. looking over this these this armor, and she's looking at these weapons, and you can see she's like soaking it all in, but isn't saying. She's just like looking at this armor, just completely mesmerized by it. Um, I'll send a message to her um just Ooh. and just say please make sure you're writing everything that you see down i would like uh an update once we return to my tower yeah yeah yes 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 majesty yes of course of course i i, I don't need to write it down i i won't forget this um i'll, I'll return to the tower and, and begin uh, making notes very shortly but i just need to take this in a bit more and then the sort of the reply of the message stops um anything from anything anybody else okay in that case uh elissa uh escorts hadley and their troops um to their temporary accommodations in the barracks uh meanwhile the rest of you go about your business azara when you get back to the tower sarah mm -hmm. lee is furiously writing notes um she has pulled out several books and she's flicking through them like two-handed, like one book on one side. <laughs> she's like flicking through and then flicking through on the other one and trying to match up diagrams. Um, yeah, when you return to the tower. Um, I'll put Thrace in his little, his little bed that I've made for him and kind of sit down and be like, so my little turtle dove, what have you found out? Oh, uh, Magister, this is going to take me some time to properly analyze, but I, I have rarely seen such complex transmutive and necromatic runes on a, an artifact before uh, it, it, it's quite incredible we are talking multiple layers of different very powerful magic at work here I, this I, I dare say that this isn't uh, this isn't Cormarian magic this isn't favor this isn't this is this is magic of of Netheril or of of the giant kingdoms of old. Uh, it, it was incredible. I, I've never seen anything like it. As she's kind of hyperventilating, Azara will like pour her a glass of water, having seen her get this excited about knowledge yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and she'll just kind of look at all the notes that she's writing. Uh, let's just keep this between you and I for now, shall we, my turtle dove? And, uh, and once. Well, once you uh, find anything out, just please report to me and uh, we'll just take it one step at a time. If these oh, yes. men can be trusted, they'll be quite powerful. If they can't be trusted, I feel like necromancy <laughs> and transmutation can't be good for us. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I can't speak to the individual's personalities, of course, but in, in terms of the uh, enchantments, I mean, uh, powerful, yes. I, I mean, the, the, the armor that I was witnessing, I can't speak to the other weapons, but the armor, uh, the man would be a very powerful force on a battlefield, perhaps not in the same sense that yourself or, or Minister Marcel would be, but against large numbers of troops, the armor will protect him from numerous blows from mundane weapons mm -hmm. uh, it will uh, allow his strength to be greatly enhanced and oh well i mean i i need to look into it more there was one rune in particular i i can't find the matching spell but it was necromatic in nature and combined with the level of transmutation 
I'm sure that this is something that was spoken of in the history, but it will take me some time, actually. But of course, I'll report to you immediately. But Minister Marcel, well, how he knows such an individual, I, I, I can't even begin to imagine. Well, maybe he has something to do with this and we should keep our eyes on him. And she kind of laughs to herself thinking, oh, necromancy and Marcel. <laughs> Sarah Lee just thinks you're making a joke. Right, <laughs> just yeah. laughs. laughs. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. And then back to books. <laughs> <laughs> She'll just leave her to work and kind of make sure that the water is nearby because she knows she will dehydrate herself. Yeah, she won't eat or drink if she exactly. gets to. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> so. Uh, anything from anybody else uh, before we we jump ahead on some things? Uh, it's only um, a few days until ball and tournament, so if you do wish to do anything here in Evening Star, now is the time. Nate. Marcel wants to pull the the Baron and Baroness aside for a word. Mm-hmm. Yes, a, Marcel. I understand that I haven't been perhaps the most agreeable individual since us arriving here. But I do want to thank you for being open to taking this company in. Uh, certainly. Agnes is, like, very taken aback. <laughs> I don't I... believe we'd have a reason to not trust your judgment, Marcel. The fact that you're to yourself is, is your own business. Sometimes we keep things that we don't think are important to others' knowledge uh, because it's what we need to do. But, uh, yeah, of course. Is there anything you would have us know about this company? And they seem important to you. They, well, aside from from Hadley, I can't speak too much about knowledge about the rest. I'm not acquainted with them, but all I know is they've most likely been through hell and back. And... They just need somewhere that will take care of them that they can take care of as well. well so thank you. That's something I can get behind. Thank you, Marcel. That is there is anything all. they need that we can we can give them to help take care of them? Agnes is like, yeah, we're taking care of people. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't I don't know. Ask them. And Marcel goes away to his room. <laughs> too much talking yeah <laughs> uh, Marcel when you go up to your room when you have that moment of peace you you feel the sword kind of communicating with you did you could you sense Ori from the armor could could you could you hear her DM could I <laughs> you, you didn't hear anything you can you can hear Hadley talking like others can hear you when you talk to the sword mm. but you couldn't hear any of the thoughts then no. Um, oh, I, I felt like I could almost hear her, and well, the, all of the other weapons. It was like hearing very distant echoes, like when we were boys and we would hear the crickets and the birds out in the woods, far away, uh, as if they. I knew they were there, but I couldn't tell what they were or who they were. But her voice. It, it was difficult to, I could almost hear it like through walls, uh, very distant, not quite what she was saying, but I could sense her presence there. Uh, Hadley's become much stronger. Their connection is, is much greater than it was when, well, when we escaped. Interesting. Perhaps, Perhaps we'll you have a talk with them. 
I think so. I wonder if he's not always been, well, perhaps it's a little different, but maybe there's a way that we can enhance our bond. Perhaps I can be a bit more useful to you. We'll ask him about it. Very good. Well, I'm glad they're safe. I'm glad to know that they're all right. I'm also curious as to what the others went through. They seem they different. seem different. Mm. It's not the same. They're, I can sense the magic. It's a different level. Uh, almost as if they're weaker. They're not quite as strong as, as you and I or, or Hadley and Ori. Uh, it's a different type of connection, not as personal, which makes it weaker somehow. Interesting. Mm. I think I, my mind is going a million miles an hour, but I begin to wonder if, did they come before us? Were we the culmination or are we just results that couldn't be replicated? Did they come after us? Did they try to do to others what they did to us? Well, perhaps as we get to know this troop, we'll, we'll find out. Yes, yes. We should speak some to some of them at some point. Um, still, glad that they're all right. I'm glad that they're here with us. As am I. Hmm. And then he goes silent. Um, Agnes is like still a little bit um, not herself. Like she's mm -hmm. a little bit reserved and mopey after mm -hmm. uh, feeling betrayed is a strong word, but <laughs> betrayed let by down. her brother. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I let forgot down. About uh, disappointed. Embarrassed. You know, any of those. Um, so when she's just like, she has nothing to do. Marcel's off with the, the new soldiers and Azara's off mm -hmm. studying with Sara Lee and who knows what Tarkal's up to. I don't care. Uh, she is like, I'm going to go get myself one of those those cookie stars. She goes to just like self-care, feed herself from the bakery. I mean, yeah, like you head into town and mm -hmm. uh, if there is at least a remedy, it's as you move your way, make your way through the streets, the people of Evening Star. You have always been the one that has spoken to them, that has uh, spoken about protecting them and, and doing what's right by them. And there is a lot of attention and care given to Agnes as you make your way through the town. People Aww. call out to you, Baroness, Baroness, uh, I've made, I, I, would you like some wine that we've made? You know, people are offering you food or, you know, uh, making, giving you little handmade gifts. Um, oh, I made, the, I made an extra scarf uh, for the coming autumn. You should have it, Baroness. So, you know, people Aww. are just kind of handing you things um, as you go um the uh i'm trying to remember the name of it now uh the sweetwater deli uh which is home to susan baker and aaron baker and geddon baker um is just about to close when you make your way through the door with a little tingling of the bell as the the sun is beginning to set um and susan this large woman with kind of blonde curly hair uh kind of uh, like starts up like oh Oh, my Baroness, I'm so sorry. I, I, we were just about to close. What, what can I do for you? Uh, we'll, we'll keep the store open as long as you need us. Well, I was looking for one of your, your delicious stars. What are they? They have a special name. Uh, they do. They have their specialty is called Star Swirls. They're literally called Star Swirls. Star Swirls. That's right. I was looking for one of your Star Swirls. But if you're about to close, 
I've got a fresh batch ready to go in the oven for tomorrow, my lady. I will cook you up some right away. Do you mind waiting for a bit? What do you have left? Do you have any that you you haven't sold today? Not the Star Wars generally sell out, my lady. It's one of our most popular things. People, travelers, want them all the time. And a few of those, few of those strange new soldiers came by, and they I sold a few to them. Um, A very odd look. One one of them had a wolf's eye. I know what I'll do. I'll buy whatever you have left and I'll bring it home to some of the new soldiers. That will brighten their day. Oh, that sounds like a wonderful idea, my lady. Well, I tell you what, you take whatever we've got left. No charge. Just take it. It's going to be thrown away regardless. No, or no. Given I out to the pigeons. No, no, no. Of course. Please. Please, my lady. It's it's leftovers. But I'll um give me a minute. Give me get, get, wait here for a few minutes and I've got something I can bring out. And she kind of goes back into the back and you hear like, Aaron! move your lazy bum and like she's like yelling and you hear like you shut up mom uh, and you hear like all sort of yelling um and eventually after a few minutes um aaron starts like bagging up all the leftover things for you he's like oh baroness hey yeah my mom told me i have to bag all this stuff up for you and he's like shoveling it all into little bags um and he kind of looks you what's it all for you gonna is there anything to do with those weird soldiers uh minister marcel met with he seemed to know him does he know him I wouldn't call them weird. And yes, he does seem to know them. But they are weird, Magister. One of them has a wolf's eye. And then I saw one who had like feathers coming out of his neck. And then one had bones coming out of his shoulders. They're weird. Well, Aaron, you're weird. And I'm weird. So if you're going to call everyone weird, then I guess everyone's normal. I've got to finish bagging this stuff up for you. (laughs) goes back to bagging um but susan comes back a few moments later and you can see she's kind of got one of these like little hand woven baskets um and in it there are a number of uh kind of like uh pretzels kind of like you know knotted breaded pretzels Mm. um that have been freshly made and she kind of puts those down and she's just like why don't you take these up for those those all those new soldiers the men and women that have come to see minister marcel why don't you take those up for them i think that'll do them good Susan, thank you so much. You're so kind. I, I must oh, repay no. you sometime. You, my lady, you repay us by looking after us. You repay us by, by giving us land to live on, to do business with. That, that is, we are here to, we are here in gratitude to you. It, it's not the other way round. <laughs> you are a strange noble, very much not like Lord Evenhand was. He was a somewhat of a miser and a bit of a misery. Not altogether. Not a. Not a. A, a rough man not a cruel man but a miserable one but no it's lovely having a noble here that we can we can speak to and engage with and who will who seems to listen to us well i i take that as a great compliment thank you oh please oh my vapors and she's just like <laughs> calls out like aaron get my papers <laughs> just like um well you have a lovely evening my lady please anytime you are more than welcome all right Agnes nods and uh, leaves the shop. She tries to find a way to like sneak a coin into the register, but Susan is watching her like a hawk. So she just resolves that she'll, she'll take special care of Aaron next time he's at the keep. Yeah. Well, like as you go to leave, Aaron's seen you try to give money to his mom and he just puts his hand out and then she's just like, Aaron, and she throws like a rolling pin at him. And he's like, oh, fuck off, mom. Um, and then he kind of slinks his way back. And he's like, bye, Baroness. And he just calls out as he slinks his way. His Goodbye, tall Aaron. ginger 
form um yeah and you can see he makes his way thing but yeah you, you have a few treats for the the so the local soldiers this new force um i did come up with a name for the unit by the way nate i've referred to them as hadley's heroes so if you want a name of your unit they are hadley's heroes um, cool. the double h's yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah h h uh so yeah what do you want to do agnes I will bring it back, and as I come in, uh, I assume Audrey's there to probably greet me, and I give her all the goodies, and I sure. say, uh, please pass these on to our new guests, Hadley's Heroes. Oh, of course, milady, of course I will. Um, they're just out with uh, Captain Alyssa, and uh, I'll go and send it out to them now, and we'll get them all fed and all sorted, and I've got extra beds and extra blankets for them, for those, if we don't have any accommodations, they can they can sleep on the floor, and oh, we'll make sure. We've got tents and all sorts of things. They've said that they'll be fine. They've said that they're used to roughing it up in the mountains, so it'll be no problem. Um, and she takes it and wobbles off. Agnes happily. feels much better, having eaten a baked good and passed sure. on some baked goods to others. Sure. Um, Agnes, as you're making your way back, kind of moving past where all these soldiers are, having met with Audrey, you see coming from one of the tents, you can see a faint blue glow that seems to kind of make sense that it matches with uh, Hadley's armor. And as you're walking past it, you hear... So you hear him singing. You see, you hear Hadley in this very soft very gentle voice just kind of singing in a like uh be still my little star like this kind of almost like a lullaby like a nursery rhyme and he's just singing it um inside this tent you can't see inside the tent but you can just hear this it's very sort of soft lullaby hmm. I, I i try not to like snoop but, but are you snooping? I'll definitely walk slower to try to catch the whole song. Yeah, yeah. You listen to the song, and I'm I'm not going to sing it because I haven't written it down, and I'm not a singer. But it is, yeah. It, it's it it's the kind of song. I don't think your father did sing to you much, but you do have a couple of memories when you were very little of him singing elven songs to you up in the big canopy bed on the roof of the, the mansion, you know, with all the leaves and all the elven architecture around. And he would sing to you this very soft elven lullaby to help put you to sleep. And it's hearing this song, it's like a dad singing to a child, like a dad singing to a, a child's lullaby. Hmm. How strange. There's no children here. Hmm. No. Weird. She continues. Uh, anyway, yeah, and you make your way back. Uh, Tarkle, anything from you before we jump on? Yeah, I've been trying to decide which of the two things I want to do, and I'm going to go with the heavier one. <laughs> sure. So, uh, Let's do a heavy episode. <laughs> um, since it's evening time anyway at this point, yeah. uh, once nightfall comes, I would like to try to contact the Emerald Witch. Oh yeah. Okay. How do you how do you do that? How do you do you like try and like speak out loud or do you go for a wander in the woods? Like what do Yeah, you do? I prob I probably go I could probably wander out of the keep uh once like everyone's tucked away. Okay. Can you make a stealth check for me? Are you trying to sure. sneak out or are you trying to just walk out like I'm the lord, I can do what I no, want? No, yeah, I, I would just be trying to walk out. Okay. Like not okay. even trying to hide it. Okay. Sure. You still want me to make a stealth check or no? I don't. No. Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you make your way down um, into the woods, and nighttime falls over Cormier. 
it's very there's no clouds in the sky you can see the stars uh, nestled above casting this you know faint moonlight down upon you and walking through the woods it reminds you of being a boy there's a twilight this other ethereal otherworldliness to the forest at night the long shadows caused by the moon mixed with the sound of insects and birds the smells of fresh earth and dew kind of mingle and create this other world that you used to stalk through with your father or when you would sneak home from the pub late at night. It takes a while, but you begin to hear that soft singing. Beautiful old song coursing through the branches and the boughs. And yeah, you follow the source of the singing it leads you to the river this time and you can see just sat on a rock in a long emerald green dress her long dark hair spilling out as she combs through it with an ivory almost like a bone comb um green eyes glowing uh and yeah you see her sat at the river <clears throat> excuse me Hello. You've come seeking me out this time. Yes, I, uh... What is your name? I've had many names for a long, long time. Uh, so many that it seems inconsequential to pick one now. What do you wish to call me? Ellie. Then so be it. Ellie, I... This is, this is an on-the-nose question. You may speak truthfully and from the heart. I would expect nothing less from you, Tarkle. I've seen this avarice you speak of inside of well, all living things, truthfully. Mm. And I don't know what you intend to do about it. A difficult question. Such sickness cannot be eliminated so easily. It is embedded not just in the minds of those around you, but throughout this land. It is a problem that must be solved perhaps slowly and through subtle change but i admit that there are some times then when even even in the woods even in the land change comes from violence on occasion when a new tree must grow it will push things out of its way or grow through them when a species begins to dominate the food supply, grows wild and uncontrolled. A hunter must be brought to lower their numbers. It is a difficult question to answer, one I do not have any easy answers to. But I am to understand that you are soon to travel to the great city, not far from here. Is that correct? I would ask how you know that, but I don't think that matters. Yes, yes, we will be traveling soon. 
You are a smart man, Tarko. I'm sure that you are aware of your new companion. Is he from you? (laughs) It is from the woods, my dear. But still, I have many eyes and many ears. Wherever there is trees, wherever there are birds, wherever there are animals, they speak with me. This city will be a great challenge for you. You will see much of what I have spoken with there. You may perhaps even find a few a few weeds that must be plucked from the earth so that flowers may grow. I will have an ally there for you, someone that I am very keen for you to meet. I think you will like her. You don't even know if I, if I want your help yet. You don't even know if I fully agree with your evaluation of Cormier. I'm not asking you to do anything, Tarko. I do not expect you. I am not like these nobles and merchants who must make deals and who want favors in exchange for gifts. I am simply offering you an ally if you should desire one. And if you disagree with my views, if you do not believe in this sickness that I feel it is my responsibility to cure, then so be it. I ask nothing of you, but you are a child of this wood and I would seek you protected from any who would do you harm. It is not your view that I disagree with, but I fear your methods are far too coarse. I don't, what you may call a weed might end up being a great oak. And it might not be such a pluck. It may, a pluck in your eyes may be a toppling and a burning in the eyes of the people of Cormier. She kind of stands up at this and she begins making her way over to you. You realize now that as she kind of moves towards you, she's tall, actually yeah. ethereally, unnaturally tall. She's almost seven, eight feet. Um, and she dwarfs you as she looks down. But then her form seems to grow slender and smaller as she just places, she kind of holds her hands out and you feel your own hand kind of rising, not even realizing it as she takes it very gently. Her skin is soft, uh, like a fresh new leaf. and She just holds it. Then help me be the guiding hand. If my hand is too coarse and she kind of strokes your palm as she does it and it's silky smooth, there's no coarseness to her skin, but she strokes your hand my hands are too coarse then i shall entrust it to your hands if i cannot tell a weed from a great oak then perhaps you should be my gardener but it is your choice i merely wish to see this land restored to what it once was what it could be again i'll, I'll can i can i rip my hand not like super yeah. violently but just like you know just take it away and kind of kind of look weirded out that my arm just moved by itself yeah, she just um, holds her hands up to her chest and she kind of grows taller again. Um, her hair begins kind of spilling out, almost flowing as if there's wind or if it's underwater. My, my comrades have, and rightfully so, reason to fear you and, and want you hunted down. Ah, yes. The war wizard. Be careful. She, she believes you're fey. Are you fey? Can I ask that? You can ask me anything you wish. Fae is a term that 
people of that mortal creatures have used to describe me before. I see myself as a, I see myself no different from the trees or the river. I am myself. I am Ellie to you. Still, my advice, if you wish any of it, the war wizards, well, war is in their name. War is in their nature. They have long sought the secrets of the Feywild, our magic. Be careful. There is ambition in that one. Strong ambition. Can I get a sense of if she, essentially if she's evil. So from what I've no, learned of Fey is that like, you know, there are evil Fey and there are, you know, just chaotic Fey. That's good Fey. There's also good, good There's fey. also good Fey. Okay. So yeah. then can I get a sense of like where she lies? I, I'm going to say, John, on all fairness, that I'm going to leave up to you to decide what Tarkle would interfere for that. Because there's no, unless you have a magical way to say, mm. I can tell if this creature is good, there's, not, there's no way to tell, right? Like, you can judge her based on her actions, her words, like we do in real life. Like, you can look at what a person does, what a person says, and then decide, hey, this is a good person, this is a, not a good person. Yeah. I mean, for all you know, this, you know, yes, the things that she's saying there is an element where I think that Tarka would kind of be like, she is seems to be like, oh, you should, violence is necessary, but also sometimes you need to do things slowly. She wants to help the land, but is that maybe being a bit too kind of neutral and everything? Like, it might just be that she doesn't have the same connections to the mortal consciousness or like conscience as you do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say, I'm afraid. Okay, I thought I'd ask. Um... <laughs> I mean, by all means, you are allowed to think if you if you don't trust this woman, you don't you don't trust her, right? Like that is it's, on you as your character. To I know it's hard, but like so Tarkle like wants to trust her, right? Like he yeah, he go. really does he really does agree with like this avarice and greed that he sees that he's already seen in nobility specifically. Yeah. Um but yeah, her method it just it scares him. Um yeah. So that's, I think that's great. That's awesome as a character. Like having that, I want to trust this person, but your methods actually kind of scare me. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I think that that's like says a lot about who, what Tarkle thinks, you know, I think that's mm -hmm. great. Well, Ellie, I, I don't know what to do with all this yet. I, I sleep, go sleep, think there is no rush. The Oak does not grow in a day. The river does not flow in a month. It takes time. I expect no rushing on your part. Speak with my... Well, you will meet her in the city. She has been watching over it for me. You might find her a little less rough than perhaps the way you see me. She is gentle very well and i guess i'll just kind of turn around i'm not going to nod or anything for him i'm just going to turn around and leave she says before you go one last thing a gift to protect you and she holds up her hand and you feel like almost like a faint summery breeze blow over you um and you, for the next uh, eight hours, or I guess for the next day, I guess it would last at this level. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the spell now. 
do 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 yeah for the next uh this would last for 16 hours so it'll basically last the next day uh you are affected by the spell death ward okay dope um so yeah basically if you would drop to zero hit points you instead drop to one hit point and the spell ends gotcha and there's nothing i can really undo to undo this i i didn't please just don't 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 intervene like that again until i know where i stand you safe it will only prevent you from being harmed and i just i I walk out sure she just also still slightly confused almost even more confused like if she can sense that kind of thing targo's like is she actually good like is she good is she just super powerful do you like as you're leaving the woods do you look back yeah i think tarkal would because of the death, yeah. death word yeah so yeah when you look back as you kind of get to the edge of this river and you look back you just see her staring in your direction these green glowing eyes and then she just seems to turn to mist and just okay uh well <laughs> that that was uh Tarkle's evening um anything from anybody else <laughs> no because like good. fuck this fuck this fate <laughs> i'm just sick of everybody hating azara for no fucking reason she brings tea to people she killed a demigod <laughs> canonically she suggested sarah lee loves you suggested uh, it, and everybody's like fuck this bitch because of her name because of her title sarah lee loves you <laughs> dusk loves you you know, lots of people like yeah, like you. Okay. Alyssa, Alyssa loves you. <laughs> Shit, man, Alyssa's well, well big in Kazar. I'm just Alyssa. saying. More, more people like you than me. <laughs> Azara's <laughs> just here to make the world a better place, and people are like, Listen, she has war in her name. Kill her. Being being a war wizard comes with a lot of response. With it great does. power comes, comes great, great responsibility. Respons- exactly. She tries to bring tea to make everything better, and people are like, I don't fucking trust you. <laughs> well, I can't wait for one of these days. To just someone to smack a teacup like tea doesn't solve everything. <laughs> they <laughs> solves everything. <laughs> well, uh, so unless there is anything you guys would like to do in, I think like maybe like two or three days, um, dusk basically arrives with horses um, and has everything prepared, uh, and he he will greet you with a, my lords and ladies, uh, it is time for us to make our way to Arabelle. I believe that you have. Uh, an evening of entertainment and a tournament to attend. My apologies for being absent from the keep. I've been making the arrangements in Arabelle. I've sent for I've sent for new clothing. I've made arrangements for our accommodations. It's been keeping me quite busy, so I apologize if I have not been around much. Um, but is there anything before we head off? I would like to be there before midday, ideally. Um, question, DM. Are... I know Alyssa is coming, but are other companions coming? You are welcome to bring. Uh, I would say that you can bring one person each. Basically, would be the you would you would have a plus one, uh, you know, plus one guest that you are allowed to bring. Is Alyssa implied, or does she count as a plus one? She would need to count as a plus one. So she she well for attending the ball, Alyssa will come with you as a bodyguard. So her okay. and several okay. of her knights um, will be coming as as guards, okay. but they won't be allowed into the ball. Um, they could enter the tournament, but they wouldn't be allowed into the ball or any dinners or any kind of noble functions. But you could have her as a guest mm-hmm. if you wished. Can I bring Sarah Lee along with me to like be recon back in the room in case we need her? 
Ah, uh, yeah, she can yeah. she can be with you and stay in the inn for sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. yeah, yeah. So not as your plus one guest to the evening entertainment, Correct. but, but I would a, like to bring her, bring her as like sure. if I need to send something to her to have done. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, no problem. Never uh, leaving else? her behind again. I swear. <laughs> would anybody else? Like- is uh twig has not returned yet no he's not back he is not him and and king one i have not returned yet scallywags was that nate Uh, i just said rip he's dead he's dead it's 100 dead king one i ate them yeah it's 100% true it's canon uh yeah (laughs) any any guests anna anyone you would like to bring along no no. I mean, Anna the player wants Aaron to come. You could bring Aaron. Agnes could be like, fuck this noble shit. I'm going to bring this boy. <laughs> I'm going to bring this teenage boy. I uh, think it's more <laughs> likely that she'd be like, if Aaron is going to continue to be part of this keep, then he should learn uh, more culture. And Marcel, I believe if he is to be your squire, one day you should probably bring him amongst other nobility so he can learn how to act why do we bring the boy everywhere i just gave you the reason but of course it is up to your judgment he's he's your charge not mine so you're just like forcing marcel's plus one to be aaron (laughs) i think dusk would probably interject and be like my lady it would not um you would be more than welcome to if you feel that uh, young aaron uh, you could take him Perhaps this is a little extreme, but perhaps this is something to build up to. But it is not uncommon for nobles of Cormir to have now, ward is a strong word, not squire, but uh, a retainer, somebody that you are helping to educate, uh, a student almost. Um, if you see that young Aaron, and I must admit, I am quite fond of young Aaron, I think he's a very intelligent boy, plagued by adolescence and. <laughs> adolescence uh, are we all plagued by adolescence <laughs> at one time or another oh, a long time for me uh your for your grace a long time ago for me but uh, young aaron is a fine man and i think that taking him to see the city is a wonderful idea and being in the company of a learned noble who can teach him so much uh, will be a great asset to young aaron i believe i turn to azara and i'm like i don't much care what the nobility think of us there but i know that you have a great mind for these types of things is bringing aaron a risk and if so should we consider bringing someone instead who mitigates risk like Elissa? i kind of azara like looks aaron up and down and in, in not a mean way he's there. like We're off to the side yeah. like, he's he's like throwing rocks at like <laughs> sticks in the keep he's like her throwing a rock like you know, he's practicing his aim um and he's just off to the side he's not he can't hear you whatever you say he won't hear you but um, he's there so azar kind of like sizes him up not in a mean way but just in a in a discerning way she says i do believe that uh the point that's Dusk has made as you, Lady Crown Silver, having a ward of some sort and showing that not only are you a woman of high society, but you have turned a young boy who is eager to learn into a man of high society would actually be, and she takes like a deep calming breath, a benefit to bring Aaron along with us. Um, and I know that he can sometimes be a handful. So if you need extra 
help in teaching him etiquette, I will lend my hand. Like this is like hurting Azara because she knows that he's just gonna stay there moony eyes at her, but she wants this to go well so badly that she's willing to like sit and do etiquette lessons with him just so everybody likes Cormier. Marcel's staring at Azara this whole time just like, what? (laughs) Why? You've betrayed me. Uh, Also, Agnes had specifically suggested this to Marcel, but now it kind of flipped back on her. Now she can't be like, well, if I have to take care of him, then I don't want him to come. So she's like, yes, this sounds sounds like a great plan. The term I was looking for earlier, my lady, is a page. He would have officially Uh, become a page of uh, the Crown Silvers. Aaron, Uh, do you want to be a page? He kind of like trots over, my lady, and he bows his head. (laughs) Baroness. Magister, like to serve as and my he tries page? to like push his Aaron, hair back and kind Aaron, of straighten up. Yeah, Aaron, sorry. Yeah. Would you like to serve as my page? I'm not a book. Oh my god. Dust, please explain this to him. Perfect. <laughs> Aaron, would you basically serve her, the Baroness, in whatever she needs doing, making sure that you attend to her? You would also be to be her eyes and ears if there is any danger, like I've been teaching you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really good at that. I'm actually really good at being quiet and nobody pays attention to me because Mr. Dusk says I am unassuming. And he looks really proud when he says it. And unassuming you shall be, Aaron. Very well done. And he looks really smug. And he looks like, yeah, I'm unassuming. Um, My unassuming page. Yeah. And Dusk kind of gives you a little wink. He actually kind of like winks at you a little bit. Um, So... Uh, we will take young Master Aaron and uh, Blade Captain Alyssa. Would you like Blade Captain Alyssa as your plus one Magister? And Dusk looks pointedly at you with a bit of a sort of like... <laughs> Zara tries not to answer too enthusiastically, but is just like, yeah, um, <clears throat> that would be fine. <laughs> I will inform the Blade Captain. And I have... I uh, forgive the bit of forethought, but I did ask for some nice clothes to be made for Elissa just in case. Uh, I will have to have something, we'll have to buy something off the rack for young Aaron, but that should be accommodatable. I think we can find something suitable. Um, At about- Dusk's comment, Azara turns like beet red because she's so obvious. Dusk knows what is going on and just <laughs> is like, yep, nailed it. Uh, and just looks, <laughs> looks around. Uh, Baron Tarkle, uh, Minister Marcel, would you have anybody you would like to invite as a guest? This will be our last chance. Uh, we will not be able to summon them from Arabelle once we leave. No, I don't think there's anyone. I don't want to disturb Hula. She'd be the only one uh, I would potentially bring. But yeah, I, I think I'm fine going alone. Oh, that's fine. You will. There will no doubt be plenty of lovely courtiers and folks for you to meet and uh, become friends with at the event, I'm sure. Um, Minister Marcel. No, I think, if anything, the new troops would be good to stay here and hold things down in our absence. Ah, very well, very well. Excellent. I will have those arrangements made. Well then, uh, let us let us be off. Uh, and Dusk will basically lead you all um, on the short... It's about a day, about a day and a half to Arabelle. Uh, so you camp overnight in uh, a couple of carriages and wagons and tents that have been brought with you. Um, there's enough uh, staff, whether it's uh, knights and squires or a couple of the locals who have basically been brought on as porters to help carry things, um, where 
you don't really need to do much. They kind of look after all the road traveling for you, meals are prepared for you, um, and everything is basically taken care of. And yeah, within a day and a half, by about midday the following day, you guys arrive at Arabelle. Um, now, those of you who are familiar with Cormir, um, is anybody trained in history? No. Ooh, I sure am. You sure am? Can you give me I a history well. check? Okay, Tarkle and Agnes, if you can both make history checks for me, please. This die, this die is in trouble. It is going in the shame pile. Shame. I got an 11. Uh, I got 18 okay. total. 18. Okay. Tarkle, maybe um, in your earnest to prove yourself as a noble, you did a bit of reading up, um, studying. Agnes, you know the basics from just general, you know, being a Cormirian high society person. Um, Arabelle is... There are kind of three major big cities in Cormir. Uh, Suzale is the capital. It is the grand capital of Cormir. Um, it is where the Crown Silvers have their estate. It's where Magister Azara spent most of her training as a war wizard. Um, that sits on the coast of the Dragonmere. Beside it, along the coast, is the second largest city called Marsemba, a place of industry and scholarly pursuits, which Magister Azara also knows quite well. Um, however... Uh, the grand city of Arabelle is often called the heart of Cormir, as it sits at the intersection of four great roads, the High Road, Kalantar's Way, the East Way, and the Moon Sea Ride. And these four roads lead to every corner of Cormir and to lands beyond, the Dale Lands, Cormanthor, the Sword Coast. Everything has to travel through Arabelle to reach anywhere else. Um, and because of this, it holds significant political power. Uh, Tarkal, you would remember uh, that it is currently ruled by Duchess Celeste Marleer, who is the current uh, Duchess. She's an elder half-elf, but that means that she's still quite sprightly and sharp. Um, but she is in her, her older years. Um, she doesn't have a lot of family, and that family that she does have haven't really shown that they're going to take over the city. So it's kind of left in a bit of a power vacuum. Nobody really knows what would happen to Arabelle if uh, Duchess Celeste died? Um, it's currently kind of a bit of a uh, powder keg. Um, the other things you would know about the city is it's very dedicated to Timora, the goddess of luck, Lady Luck. Um, she protected it uh, herself. She actually manifested in a physical form and protected the city during a period of time called the Time of Troubles. Um, there are several other deities that are worshipped in the city, including Denier, Helm, Lalira, the Red Knight, and Sunni, uh, who are all very uh, common gods and goddesses in Arabelle. Um, making your way in, the city is grand. It is a metropolis. High walls um, with numerous big, tall, towering buildings spread out everywhere. Um, it maybe houses 30,000 people. This is huge compared to Evening Star. Um, it is an actual metropolis city. Uh, and as you approach the gates, they are shaped in the way that they have these large archways, above which is a golden coin set into the middle of the archways. And these archways, as you pass through the gates, continue along a street called the Ladies' Walk, which is the primary kind of um, trading district and um, entertainment district as well. Um, and all along this very long street that goes all the way across the city um, are these archways with a golden coin, the holy symbol of, of Timora, set into the top of the archways. And you can see that they, a lot of them have different like um, symbols painted on them, different kind of uh, icons and writings, which seem to designate the kind of things that you can find in that area or of that part of the street. Um, 
Dusk uh, leads you, however, towards a district called King's Hand. Uh, this is uh, King's Hand. I don't know much about history, um, but I know that this one in particular was named after uh, King Tharian Oberskir, one of the first king, the 13th, I think, king of Cormir. Um, he, it was said that he put down the first uh, rebellion here in Arabelle, very famous for its rebellions, Arabelle. The people seem to rise up against the, the monarchy quite frequently. Uh, but King Tharian, he, was, he put down the first one. And so this, uh, this district do they, was why do they why, why do they rise up? Are they successful? Oh, this was, this was a long time ago, uh, Your Grace. Um, various reasons. Uh, I know that one of the rebellions, I think there's been three great rebellions in Arabelle, three in total in history. One of them I know was because um, local merchants felt that they, because they controlled most of the wealth in the town, that they should have the power that they should uh, they should rule it in in place of the nobles um i can't remember king tharians it was a very long time ago nearly i mean 1200 years perhaps ago this is uh, it's a very old place uh, call me a very old city um i'm afraid i can't remember the details but uh, i'm sure that they had their reasons agnes is just super like into rebellions are her jam so she's yeah. she's just like oh, kind of you light up this. when you hear about yeah. like this place yeah, yeah 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 um he points uh dusk points to a very large uh towering building surrounded by another kind of inner wall uh he points to it it almost looks like a wizard's scepter it kind of has this curved opal like top um with a tower um uh, he points uh that is the scepter uh the palace of of arabelle where uh, your dinner will be taking place this evening. Um, now, the Crown Silvers do not have an estate in this city, so I have procured some accommodations. Uh, now, forgive me, I have made some presumptions on where you would like to stay. Gestures to Agnes and Tarkle. I did not feel that you would want to stay anywhere too ostentatious. Um, however, I know... Magister Azara, you would want to make sure that the Crown Silves are adequately represented and that we're not staying in some less than suitable accommodations. So uh, I have found us an inn called the Falcon's Rest. It is very highly recommended in the city. It has elements of luxury, but it is still very homely, very comfortable. I'm told it is frequented by a lot of adventurers, which makes it quite exciting. Um, the prices are reasonable and the beds and the rooms are secure, which was my other concern. Quite right. Thank you. You are more than welcome. You'll have a few hours to explore the city. Uh, I'm going to go make some final preparations and then I will be back to take you to the dinner this evening. Now, the next uh, tonight, there will be a dinner with a select few guests of Her Grace, the Duchess, and some of her uh, entourage, as well as some citizens from the town. Tomorrow, Minister Marcel, I assume this is to me your more your interest. Tomorrow there will be an all-day tournament. I don't have all the details yet, but I'm led to believe that it will be a series of uh, bouts, um, perhaps a team match and then individual bouts to determine a winner. Uh, and then that, in the evening, uh, Azaris yeah. turns to Marcel and she says, "And for the team bouts, my offer still stands, Minister." What was the offer? <laughs> if you would like to team up, you can keep most of the money of our winnings. Ah, yes. If team bouts are necessary, then I will take you up on that. 
she just kind of nods <laughs> a little offended he forgot that she offered her <laughs> her help but she's like it's marcel yeah. whatever <laughs> whatever uh dusk says i will make it a point that by the end of today i should have some more information about the tournament itself so you can prepare but my understanding is perhaps some team bouts um likely there will be some sort of magical terrain that one fights amongst um perhaps a few monsters uh something along those lines and then the whole affair will be ended in a grand ball after the tournament at the palace once again um uh, the the tournament itself will be taking place in a district called the viridian end uh, which is a uh, quite uh, green lush district here in the city um still we are here at the inn and he gestures to a very fancy but still kind of it looks like a really upmarket tavern like a really traditional tavern but it's upmarket um you can see that there are a few cell swords and mercenaries hanging about outside um and over the door there is a giant stuffed falcon uh that's kind of got its big wings spread um <laughs> just looking down at everybody who enters it um dust kind of drops off your rooms are all ready i have people standing by they know to expect you everything is prepaid uh so if you wish to explore the city a little you are more than welcome to i will return to gather you all in he doesn't look at his watch because he doesn't have one he pulls out a small sundial no uh he has like a pocket watch and he goes <laughs> i will return in, in three to four hours to collect you so please be ready we will make our way up for dinner uh thank you any any questions any questions oh I do, Dusk. Yes, uh, of course, Magister. When do we pick up our attire for the ball? <laughs> it's already it is already in your rooms, Magister. The designs that you sent, I've passed them on to a local tailor I know. It should all be prepared for you. I do need to pick up something for young Aaron. I will make that my number one priority. Uh, Minister Marcel, Tark, uh, Baron Tarkle, forgive me. I have had something made in your name. It is obviously entirely optional if you wish to wear it. I encourage it, but it is there if you would like it. Thank you, Dusk. I'll uh, take a look. Of course, of course. Um, as you guys are kind of stood around, Elissa kind of shuffles her feet a little bit and looks around. Um, if your grace and uh, wouldn't mind, um, I would it be all right if I take uh, an hour or so to attend to some personal business in the city? <clears throat> She's asking me. She's asking you and um, she's asking you and Tarkle, but her eyes do wander to Azara as well. Like she's just like, what's she thinking? Like uh, I'm not. She's not asking Azara's permission, but she's like, God, what's she think? Like uh, she's. You can see that she's worrying about it. Of course, you you should attend to whatever you need. Uh, thank you, my lady. Thank you. Uh, it won't take long. I promise. I, I should be um, there and back shortly. I I just need to visit somewhere quickly. Of course, I for one. Uh, always like to explore the culture of a new city. I will be uh, headed out to look for local food or, or dress. Azara, would you like to join me? At dress, Azara is like right by her side. She's <laughs> like, absolutely, your lady. Aaron is like, I don't know much about dresses, but yeah, I'll come for some food. <laughs> i got to be a book. No, a page. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right, Aaron. Um, yeah, Aaron. Aaron will come with you. Um, there are a couple, a couple of soldiers, a couple of knights will accompany you. It's kind of a, you know, Alyssa is like, go with them. <laughs> but they <laughs> yeah, kind of keep really their funny distance. Agnes was like, yeah, shopping. We're going shopping, and then Aaron's like, I'll come, and she's like, yes, of course. 
He just kind of plods around. He has his hands in his pockets and he kind of just like sort of like bundles along behind you like just like not really paying attention he's just happy to not be at home um and he's kind of like excited by the city he's probably never been to arabelle he's looking at everything totally just amazed by the city um we're educating him it's true uh dm you said that the places nearby i would have trained at and and know very well would i've been to arabelle before you would not have had much reason to come to Arabelle. Okay. Um, this is mainly a city for commerce. There's a little bit of culture, but it's more like theater and arts. Mm-hmm. I think for you, everything you would have needed for the War Wizard Academy would have been either in Suzail or in Marsemba where you were doing your duties. Okay. Um, yeah, Arabelle, I don't think would have been too much. This is kind of a new place for you to visit as well. You've passed through it, but not taken it in any detail. Stopover gotcha. trips, that's about it. Gotcha. Um, Tarkle and Marcel. Anything you guys would like to do? You guys have like a few hours. This is a whole big city. Uh, if there's anything you would like to purchase, anything you would like to do? Uh, the only thing that I wanted to make sure was like as Agnes was getting out, like she was inviting Azara somewhere, I think Tarkle would have been like, Agnes, uh, after you're done before dinner, if, if, if I could have a word with you, we could talk about something. Would you like to talk now? Oh, I don't want to. No, go ahead. Go ahead and uh, look at dresses. Um, I just uh, there's something I want to talk to you about before we get down to whatever it is we're doing here among the nobles. Very well. And now Agnes has that anxiety from when somebody is like, "Hey, I need to talk to you, but not right now." And you have to wait two hours to find out what it is I'm going to. I'm you sorry. About. Hey, Anna, could we please have a meeting? End email. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> the worst. Um, I was hoping Tark will be able to ask you before, but then now because you made plans, he feels like he would be imposing by telling you, hey, we yeah. need to talk now. Ugh. Love it. Love is there it. any way that like after this exchange happened, Azara would have picked up on how weird that is and if she's feeling any anxiety? I, I, it's one of those things where I don't think you need to make a check. Like you, yeah. Like I think as a person, like you can, yeah. if, if you think Azara would pick up that there's kind of some weird thing going on, then yeah, yeah. you can pick up on that. Like, yeah, you don't need to make a check. Um, uh, leave that in your hands. Well, then I feel like on our, on our walk, on our day out, if there's mm-hmm. like a bakery or something, or if we're looking for food, Azara would like buy something for mm-hmm. Agnes and just kind of give it to her, not really knowing how to break the ice. Cause like, she's a noble and like, she can't ask like so are you mad at your brother because like there's decorum here but she kind I mean, of you could but yeah yeah um, yeah i'll leave this to you guys like I-, I didn't have any like major plans for like you guys exploring it was more if you guys wanted to take time to do stuff or if you had specific things you wanted to do so if you just want to play out this conversation go for it and then we can always jump to tonight after um tackle and agnes chat so yeah, whether or not agnes it. says anything to it as just kind of like buys something very sugary at a bakery and just hands it to agnes and says nothing (laughs) there's a look of like understanding and gratefulness no words are required in this exchange of baked goods agnes says thank you with her enthusiasm for this baked good all right aaron kind of looks like where's my baked good but doesn't say anything (laughs) yeah i'm Uh, really hungry too (laughs) he just continues looking around um Agnes also, like, you know, she sees herself as this very, like, worldly person. And so she wants to start a collection of, like, local 
garb from every place yeah. she goes. So if there's like a traditional Arabelle brooch or like Arabelle shift or hat or something, she wants to grab yeah. one. Yeah, I think that there probably would be, you know. Um, I think that one of the one of the kind of main colors for Arabelle is green. Um, you'd pick up on that. Like one of the kind of coat of arms colors here is green. Um, and there's a lot of iconography of two dragons, two green dragons um, seem to be like a common theme. Um, and you, you know, the purple dragon knights have a purple dragon on their shields. Dragons are kind of a big deal in Cormir. So, mm -hmm. you know, two green dragons seems to be kind of a common uh, heraldry item here in Arabelle. Um, cool. So yeah, you definitely can pick up something like that along the way. I'll pick um, up like a, like a, yeah, like a brooch, like a like a cloak fastener that's the yeah, two dragons that go like yeah, this yeah. or something. Yeah, sure. Perfect. Um, Marcel, just before anything else, before we jump to Agnes and Taco having a chat, is there anything you wanted to do? Anybody you wanted to chat to? Are you you want to do anything? I think Marcel would just kind of wander. This is like yeah. a new place, so just kind of see what there is aside from like, oh, here's a like a shop or here's a place to whatever. Something that's like okay. interesting. Something different. Yeah. yeah, I think that when you kind of, maybe if you don't ask around or if you just wander, you'd eventually find yourself coming to um, the district called the Viridian End. Um, and it's weird because in the middle of the city, somebody has taken great care to basically plant a really vibrant park and garden. Like it's this really green space, loads of trees, hills. There's a fake lake that's been built there as well. Um, and in the middle of the lake, there are the statue, there's a statue of these two dragons. Um, and they are both being impaled by swords and spears and weapons and things like that. They're, like, they're being slain. Mm. Um, and that seems to be like a kind of like a big feature piece in the town. And this park is, you can see it's being used by commoners, by nobility, by merchants. Like everybody's just enjoying the park. You know, it's people are outside, sat down, having a lovely, lovely day, a lovely meal and things like that. It's kind of sickeningly wholesome. Mm -hmm. This really wholesome, tranquil park. And in the middle, there's statues of dragons being slaughtered. Yeah. But everybody, nobody seems to bat an eye. Like everyone's just like, yeah, it's the dragons. It's the dead dragon statue. <sighs> I guess we're yeah. probably just like take out a sword, like plant it, like standing up in the ground and probably just sit and just sit yeah Exist. just enjoy it just enjoy it for a moment okay uh well let's jump to uh yeah you guys return and just before dinner talk or agnes returns um you have these lovely rooms in the inn everything's prepared for you clothes have been laid out uh washing supplies everything has been like dusk has done a pretty damn good job like he has made everything on point um when you do return uh azara elissa um is uh you can see that she is looking very awkward and uh like just kind of like rubbing her temples um and she has a very uh very unflattering hat uh in her hands um and she's just like looking at it as if deciding what the hell do i do with this ugly hat um and it's kind of like a dress dress like dress hat but it's just like and then she just stuffs it in a bag and then she just kind of puts that away um, did, it, did i saw this happen yeah, yeah um, so I'll kind of walk up to her and just without even saying anything, I'll just kind of give her the like the the heck was that look. <laughs> uh, it it was a gift from my mother. I went to see them today and she insisted I I should if I told her that I was attending this dinner and she said that I should have a nice hat and I'm not wearing it. Azara like cannot stop from giggling and she's like, Oh, you must. No, no, 
Absolutely oh, not. Oh, but you must make your mother happy. My mother is very happy as she is. She does not need me to wear this hat to make her happy, Magister. I am not wearing this hat. For five minutes. <laughs> make a persuasion check for me. With advantage. <laughs> oh. I'm good Ooh, with advantage. Mm. That is a 21. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of like resigns and then pulls it out and kind of flattens it. And she holds it up. Um, I will wear it for five minutes and then I will take it out. Thank you. And she's just like, <laughs> is so happy. And she, and she just kind of like, tusks. can't, she kind she of can't stop laughing. <laughs> the little tusks are just pointing out. Uh, meanwhile, uh, let's have family, family time. Oh no. I just will come back and she has like her, her shopping satchel and she just like stops Aaron's at the door. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, she she says she sends Aaron to drop off the stuff, like excuses him yeah, okay, and says to go go get ready. Um, see that you wash up, and yeah, then she'll just kind of like lean in the door to Tarkal's room as though this is like clearly going to be just a quick like what was it you wanted just real quick conversation, um, and say uh, Tarkal I'm back. What was it that you needed? Oh, um, please come in. Uh, can you close the door behind you? She steps in and closes the door. You might want to sit down. Um, is there like a chair in here that I could offer her? Of course, yeah. Okay, of course, yeah. yeah. She sits and she's starting to look very like, uh-oh. Oh God. I, before we left uh, Evening Star, I, I went out and found the Emerald Witch. And I, my main intent was to go there and to find out if she was Faye, if the information we had gotten from Azara's letter was accurate. And uh, it seems like it is. It seems like she's Faye. But I can't tell if she's evil or not. The, the Emerald Witch, the, the one that tried to kill us? Yeah. I know it sounds crazy, but um, I mean... We were storming the keep. She, she didn't. She really didn't try to kill us. If you think about it, she, she just and you dissipated. went alone. Yes, to see yeah. the sorceress that tried to kill us and take our, our kingdom. Yes. Well, she didn't. She wasn't trying to take our kingdom. That was all the Thornhands' uh, play. He, he was. He was the one doing all of that. She, That's why she, she starts looking closely in his eyes, like trying to see if his pupils are dilated or like checking his like his head. I, I'm, Agnes, I'm I'm fine. I are you, you cursed? Did she charm uh, you? No, she did not. Char she didn't charm me. You wouldn't know if she charmed you. I know, I know she didn't charm me, Agnes. I the, the reason why I'm telling you this is because you had once said to me that sometimes when you are stuck in the rot of nobility, it's hard to see, and you you asked me to be the eyes that see that rot and to help you out of it. I went alone because it was the middle of the night and it was in the woods that I know as home. I, I felt no fear. She has this weird desire to see me grow. So I, I, I could feel she meant me no harm. To see uh, you grow? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. She, she keeps repeating that I'm, I'm from the wood and she cares truly about nature and all things that come from our land. So I, I knew she meant me no harm. Uh, Agnes puts a hand on on his shoulder and she says now that you have power 
there will be many people, beautiful people, kind people, people that love you and want you to succeed that will try to take advantage of you. And when those people have previously done things like try to kill you and your family, it's easier to see that they might be one of those kinds of people. I think that she's persuaded you to see her in a favorable light in order to get something from you. Oh, I don't, I, I don't, I told her to her face that I don't know if I trust her, that I think her methods are mad, uh, specifically because of everything that happened with the thorn hand. But do you, don't you think that there's something to this, this avarice that man has? That, that all, all this greed that you grew up with, I, I've, I've only just been introduced to it and then it makes me sick. I don't know if that's the reason why. And, and you've just grown numb to the wasted resources and the overpouring of ale. I've grown numb? I don't know if you have, I'm, I'm asking you, does it not, does it sicken you? Certainly. If so, it were up to me, there would be no nobility. We would be just as our people are. And I, I wish we didn't have this role, but if someone has to have it, have it, they should use it for good. What has this woman been telling you? I mean, that, that, I, that truly was the first time I went to see her uh, in person outside of my dreams when she came to visit me, um, which once again, I didn't put too much stock in that. But then when I followed her song into the woods, I know this sounds mad. I understand. The fact that you see what is wrong with nobility gives me validation for her view, but not, not her methods. She, she says she wants to see the land return to how it was in the sense of not being filled with avarice and greed that plagues mortals. And yes, yeah, she's definitely Faye. She has to be Faye. She, she said that we call her kind Faye. I agree with the sentiment that avarice and greed should be stamped out. But when a fae, probably an ancient fae, says she wants to return the land to what it was and remove the avarice and greed of man, it seems to me she may be saying, remove man altogether. That's, that's what I thought. And then I, and then I pushed her on that. I said, I don't think you might, I, it was, a lot of allegory, but I said, you might, oh, you might go overboard. And she said, well, why don't you be the one to guide me? Why don't you tell me when I can and when I can't, what I should pluck and what I shouldn't. I, I'm coming to you with this because she told me that I would meet an ally of hers in the city and I don't fully trust her, but I fully trust you. You so, do? Yes. What do you mean I do? Well, you didn't trust me enough to tell me about twig you didn't trust me enough to tell me you were going to meet this woman it it doesn't seem to me like you trust me much at all well i'm telling you about the woman now because i trust you and i didn't tell you about twig because well he seems quite the moron and I, he seemed un inconsequential if i'm honest with you it wasn't it wasn't a secret that i was hiding it was something that seemed a waste of breath to speak of this is, I, 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 I would hope you think right now that me coming to you with something that's way more important than a, a pixie flying into my room in the middle of the night uh, would prove that I trust you. <laughs> Who is, is it? Is that canon? Is that canon? <clears throat> it's canon, yeah. It's, it's uh, somebody is knocking at the door. Um, <clears throat> my deepest apologies, my lord and lady. Um, it is quickly approaching the hour that we must depart. 
I, I just wish to inform you. I, I would not wish us to be late. I'm so sorry. I know you are currently having a conversation, but I must must uh, inform you of the time. I'll leave you to finish your conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Dusk. Um, if you meet someone you think is this woman's ally and you would like my counsel or help, simply say, you think my hair looks nice. Okay. Thank you, Agnes. And I'm sorry you thought I didn't trust you. That's, you're the only family I have here now that I've left my father. You're the only family I thought might be different. She kind of gives him like a, a pat on the shoulder and like a hopeful look and then goes to get dressed. All right. Well, we will, rather than having you guys go through the town, we'll speed ahead to you arriving at this grand uh, building fortified by walls. You can see there are du like dozens, dozens of knights all over the place in a kind of green and gold um, you know, heraldry, um, keeping a very close eye on everything that's taken part. You appear to be the last guests to arrive as uh, you make your way through a series of guards lead you down long corridors and up a winding uh, stone marble stone staircase that leads up into a grand ballroom the grand ballroom extends out and has been full filled with round tables and chairs uh, the entire dome of the ballroom has been given a kind of illusion to make it look like a starry night sky with shooting stars and a bright moon casting its kind of soft glow down on all the tables with dozens of twinkling stars all over the place. The balcony doors, there's a large balcony that encompasses the entire ballroom that seems to stretch out. All the doors have been opened and a, and a pleasant summer breeze is blowing in. Um, you all are dressed in your finery. If you would like to give me a kind of like a what you look like, um, or if you just want to say, look at Missy's art on Twitter, you can also do that. Um, go for it. If, if there is any spe specific description you wish to do, Mika, muted. <laughs> I wanted to make a note for Azara's outfit that usually she is one for the lesser of clothing, but this is a mm -hmm. very special ball. So this time it's one of those like princessy ball gowns with like a full petticoat and it's like a light blue with stars all over it. She's like really gone all out for this. It's like a Cinderella dress. Didn't, you know, didn't Azara design my outfit too? Yes, Azara designed her so outfit. What does mine look like? Uh, probably a more a tighter fit but not like a mermaid attire, but it would be one of those where like the whole way down, it would be cascading feathers Ooh. that would like kind of have a fire motif going on. With a train? A feather, With a train, train, of course, Ooh. a feather fire Ooh. train. And uh, it would have, because you are the Baroness, one of those chain capes that attaches with rings. So every time Ooh. you gesture, it looks like you have wings. Agnes nice. pretends like she's like, oh, this is too, it's too much. It's too much, but she's she secretly like. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think in typical Dusk Medlin fashion, uh, Elissa's like cut military suit is in the same shade of blue as Zara's dress, uh, with a couple of like uh, very delicate kind of like stone um, motifs. Uh, 
Aaron's page boy outfit. Um, he's tried his best to kind of get in a similar color scheme, but it is kind of like a pair of bright red puffy pantaloons um, with a kind of like delicate shirt with like a lace up front. Um, his hair, like Dusk has scraped and slicked his hair back to make it look proper. Um, and he's basically been told to carry around uh, like a bag for like carrying any of uh, the Baroness's things that she doesn't want to carry. Um, and he's basically there as kind of like a waiting on attendant um he looks very uncomfortable uh he also has tights which he really doesn't like um <laughs> under the pantaloons he has like pantaloons then tights and then little boots um and he does not like them um Tarkal, you Marcel, quite unassuming aaron thank you my lady i hate tights <laughs> <laughs> they make me balls itch <laughs> kind of like aaron <laughs> unassuming pages do not talk about their balls at ball balls all right yep no balls at the ball <laughs> just kind of like follows around um marcel Tarkal, any any kind of special things you want to note character wise as you enter into this ballroom i assume not <laughs> by your faces no not 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 for Tarkal. he's just wearing uh, missy's art missy's yeah, art yeah. same sure Okay, fantastic. When you guys enter, uh, you can see that this is not some grand ball where there are hundreds and hundreds of people. This is a dinner for a select few uh, persons, their staff, and then maybe a few kind of uh, general attendants. No more than sort of 20 people or so. Um, People are dressed well, but not extravagantly dressed. Uh, This appears to just be a kind of relaxed kind of dinner with people still kind of making a bit of an effort, but this isn't the grand ball. Um, As you enter, uh, there is a hornblower who kind of looks to you, just speaks with dusk, um, and then the hornblower kind of steps forward. Uh, Presenting for for her grace, Baron and Baroness Crown Silver of Evening Star, accompanied by Magister Zara Mithras and Minister of Arms Marcel. Uh, and then you are gestured to enter the the, the chambers, um, where you see a number of people glancing up. Some of whom, um, two of whom, one of you recognise. In fact, actually, no, some of you recognise a couple of individuals. I'll put it that way. Uh, for Agnes and Tarkle, you recognize one person. Um, you see bl- a blonde-haired older man, um, probably in his kind of 50s or maybe late 40s now, um, human, uh, and he has got sandy blonde hair, and you recognize him because this is your Uncle Bryn, Uncle Bryn Crownsilver um, from your family. Um, he is nowhere near dressed anywhere near as fine as everybody else. Um, he kind of has like a loose outdoorsman's coat. Um, he has kind of a nice white suit underneath it, um, but you can see he's kind of growing a beard. Uh, he's got a few kind of scars along his face, um, and when he sees you, he kind of lights up in a like, ah! Um, and he begins making his way over to you um uh marcel nobody you really recognize um you see that not everybody here is clearly a noble though a couple of people seem to be uh priestly of a sort um there does appear to be a kind of a priestess um and a, and a priest from some sort of religious uh, service there are a couple of gentlemen just wearing very nice outfits but not without all the finery of of uh noble noble attire um and uh, yeah, people begin making their way over to you to do introductions before dinner is set. Um, Azara. Oh no. You notice. Oh no. Uh, making their way across the room, smiling comfortably, kind of nodding and looking around. You recognize uh, an individual. 
um, it is who you think it is. I'm not uh, going to say any more, uh, okay. but it is who you think it is. Um, and as they begin making their way over, this man that Azara sees steps in front of a lot of other people. Um, he kind of, he's very young, um, probably no, probably about Tarkle's age, to be honest. Um, uh, he is human, but he is, uh, you know, uh, in a youthful vigor, um, very well dressed, very handsome, very, very handsome, um, kind of slick, lean muscles. He kind of has more of like a dancer's body than like a big athletic body, um, kind of brown hair, very well kept, um, a very short beard, very Aragorn-esque uh, from Return of the King. Um, and he steps forward uh, and smiles wide and just offers a hand. And he's like, ah, well, so wonderful to finally meet the guests of honor. He offers a hand to Agnes first. Um, and he just offers a hand, not as like a kind of kiss the hand, but as a, as a genuine handshake, um, which is very unusual for a noble. He's definitely not acting like traditional noble would. Agnes appreciates that, gives him a firm handshake and says, I am Agnes, uh, Baroness of Crown Silver, or of, of Evensar. Uh, whom do I have the pleasure of meeting? Well, I suppose my title is Marquise, although I am currently acting Duke. Uh, Gawain hunts crown of Marsember, and he shakes your hand. Uh, and you, you must be um, Tarkal, is that correct? I, I believe uh, I heard your name being spoken of around. A new member of the Crown Silver family. Yes, uh, Gawain, it's a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you as well. And he kind of offers a firm handshake. And yeah, he's got like a, a kind of solid handshake. Um, and then the, he looks the up. The disdain with which he treated his titles when he was shaking Agnes's hand is like, <laughs> Agnes is like, who's this? Yeah, yeah, who's this? And then he turns to uh, Azara. Um, and you see him, uh, he kind of looks up and he's like, War Wizard, no, my apologies, Magister Azara. It is good to see you are in good health. Azara takes a very poignant pause, um, and there's probably no weapons allowed on on site, right? She probably doesn't have her staff with her. Uh, you would not be allowed the staff. I think, um, like, Marcel would have been allowed a sword as a dress right. sword. Um, Tarkal can keep his dagger kind of pretty well hidden. Um, but yeah, things like, obvious things like staffs or great swords, like Alyssa doesn't, she has, like, a single, like, uh, long sword, which is, like, a dress sword. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I think that there would have been some sort of just crackle of lightning around her hair she's just so she's trying to contain herself but clearly cannot as well and she just has does a very curt curtsy wayne holds holds like he doesn't even flinch at the lightning and he's she just sir hunt crown good to see you again and forces a smile agnes like peeks around she's like you two know each other ah we have had uh Magister Azara worked for, was well, worked for my father and my family uh, in Marsember for a time. Unfortunately, we have not always seen eye to eye, and there was a rather unfortunate incident uh, which caused some tension between us. One, I completely understand Magister Azara's hesitation with me. Uh, I was uh, not myself during the incident. Uh, magical influence, I'm afraid. Still much too dark a topic for tonight's dinner. Perhaps a story I could tell you later, uh, Madam Crown Silver. And he kind of smiles at Agnes wide. Uh, and this must be your Minister of Arms. Uh, oh, I love the mask. And he kind of gestures to Marcel, holds out a hand to shake. 
Marcel looks at the hand and just goes, germs. <laughs> oh, my apologies. <laughs> Clearly, somebody's a little nervous about uh, their personal hygiene. Understandable. Understandable. Well, everything here is uh, wonderfully clean, I can assure you, minister. Still, I will allow you to meet the others. It's wonderful to meet you. It's, uh, I've been hearing a lot of things about your theories on nobility, Madam Crown Silver, and Lord Crown Silver as well. Uh, perhaps something we could talk about later. He smiles. There's still a dinner to be had, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is just like introductions. Like this is, you know, people with drinks kind of introducing themselves before they're sat down for dinner. It's cocktail hour. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps over dinner. Indeed. I will ask I will ask the attendants to seat us next to each other. Um, does he go, does he walk away after this? Uh, he walks away, but he stays within earshot. Like he doesn't leave. Like where if you want to talk about him, he's going to hear you. And um, he's looking. I would like to just gently place a hand on Agnes's shoulder and send her a message. Sure. And I would like to say, I know he seems charming, but for me, stay careful. And, she, and just kind of smile unassumingly. Like we're just like, oh, like being girls. Uh, Agnes just raises an eyebrow and then nods. Uh, you are then introduced to a flurry of people, um, most of whom don't appear to be nobles. Uh, a dwarven man with a thick black beard streaked with grey introduces himself as Dorgan, Dorgam Firestone, a guildmaster of the town. Uh, you also meet a white-skinned tiefling. Um, she has pure white skin, like alabaster porcelain white, bright blue eyes, covered in jewelry, all sorts of different rings and necklaces and jewels, um, very well dressed, introduces herself as Rarity Sapphire, uh, another guild master ooh, of the city. Ooh, what a name. Um, uh, a little halfling fella comes up and in a thick Bristolian accent, is uh, introduces himself as um, Howard Buckland. Lovely to meet you. Uh, and he is another guild master in the town, a little halfling fella. Um, the two religious figures that you are introduced to are Deacon Raylan of the Church of Denier and Sister Viora of the Church of Sune. Um, and they are both uh, here representing their faiths. Um, and then two commoners, two, two, well, not commoners, they're merchant class. Um, Mr. Whitestone, a very elderly, um, probably kind of Sean, uh, Sean Connery kind of age, you know, kind of uh, white hair elderly but still kind of with it and still active um very sort of charming fellow um and then uh, a small rock gnome who calls himself mr clapapta uh introduces himself as well and these all seem to be either guests of the duchess or local people of importance the guild masters the wealthy individuals that sort of thing um before we go before we end tonight though uh entering the room you hear the kind of trumpets um as the attendant calls out <clears throat> Introducing Lord Davian Cormoril and his guest Willowsong Shadowbriar, and he gestures to the doorway where you see a kind of elderly-looking Cormorian man, human, uh, dark hair streaked with a bit of grey, but still looking young and prime and fit. Um, makes his way in in a very formal sort of uh, military dress, but on his arm, although she doesn't seem entirely pleased to be there, um, is a young wood elf uh i think she would be yeah wood elf um with slightly tan skin long dark hair long elven ears and beautiful emerald green eyes um and that is where we will end today's episode 
Quick, quick question. <laughs> quick question, sir. DM before we no. end today's episode. No, the episode's no. ended. No, no, but I have a question, sir. DM, yeah. I have a question. That's yeah. really good because well, I was I'll tell you what. as I was yelling something, and that's perfect because perfect. the episode's over. Okay, Mika, ask your question. Ask the question. You're gonna say the episode's over. I already know. It's fine. No, ask it. Ask the question. Did I share with the group who that I read Shadowbriar on the skull? I did, right? I told everybody. We'll find out next week. God damn it! <laughs> uh, right, we've got five minutes. Let's do some shout outs and then uh, we'll hand it over to whoever's next on the D&D channel. Who goes first, Mark? Uh, let's start with Mika Burton. Lovely, smiley Mika. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Mika Burton. Uh, you can find me on everything at Mika Burton. You can follow my dog at Rainy's Wild Shape on Instagram. That's way more important than ever following me. Um, I'm not doing much. It's almost Halloween. Not really. I don't know why that was a statement. Uh, pumpkin spice lattes. Uh, take it away, Mark. <laughs> me? Wow. Yeah. Well, you can catch me doing more Dungeons and Dragons on my show, High Rollers D&D. I did want to just quickly mention, I'm very pleased to say that our second campaign over on our YouTube channel just hit a million views with our first wow. episode, which I'm really pleased with. Um, so you can check that out. That's on High Rollers D&D, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of those places. That's every Sunday and every Thursday we play. Um, come and check us out. I'm really proud of that that show. I've been working on it for a long time. Um, and then the other thing is keep an eye on my Twitter because I am launching a new YouTube channel this Friday, um, which is all D&D and LARP focused. So if you're ever interested in how to get into D&D, how to get into LARP, if you want to see me trying on a lot of different art LARP outfits, come over and subscribe up and then check out that channel. And I will link that all on my Twitter when it's launched on Friday. That's it. I will now pass to Shady Penguin. Hey guys, I'm Shady Penguin, and my surname is a secret, and no one will ever know it. Uh, I am currently 100%ing Mario 64 on Twitch, and it's a lot of fun because it's a, such a nostalgia trip. So if you want to come out, I'll be doing that tomorrow. Um, I also have the finale of my D&D campaign over on twitch.tv slash Ultimus this Thursday. So if you've missed the whole thing, come out to the finale anyway because it's sure to be a bloodfest. And uh, I want to say that was such a good episode. Oh, my God. There were so many good things. And I normally don't get to talk about it. So I'm just going to say good things. And I'm going to tag my friend, Nate. Hey, I'm Nate. Um, I have an album coming out next month. Uh, if you want to pre-order it, go to natewantstoval.com. Uh, also, this November, uh, the Animaniacs reboot launches. I have nothing to do what? with it. I'm just really excited for it. So I See? thought I would share That's my experience. If we get another Nations of the World, I'll be so pleased. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. So yeah, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm just excited for it. And I, yeah. I, I thought I'd mention that. And Love then uh, I will pass it off to Anna. I am Anna. You can find me at Anna Prosser everywhere. My next role-playing show will be Thursday, where I play Star Wars, and I'm a Jedi, and that's on my own channel, which is twitch.tv slash Anna Prosser. Uh, I also have started a new show called Pawns and Patrons, which is a drop-inable once a month show uh, where we cool. play for four hours once a month. And so if you are not caught up, it doesn't matter. Every episode you can watch on its own because it's kind of a meat grinder style with a main character and lots of little characters underneath them. Um, and I have other stuff coming that I'm not going to announce yet, but <gasps> The Mandalorian comes out next month, which I have nothing to do with. <laughs> but i'm really excited about it <laughs> love it love it really quick Perfect. i'm sorry mark i don't want to cut you off but i'm gonna cut you off the qu the chat asked me how the stock markets are and i really love that they look at me as a stock market <laughs> oh now. two green days in a row baby two green days in a row let's keep it rolling I let's, let's keep checked. it rolling no, keep it going. <laughs> no i love it 
Um, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, I'd love to sit and chat about the episode, but we do need to pass it on to the next show. So we're just going to chat about it in private, and you guys can't can't be there. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye.